Hello, and welcome to episode 154 of the Book Wars Pod. I got a bad feeling about this. Sam. As do we all. It's true. And I already didn't know it was muted, so <laughs> great start. Off to a great start. That was weird. Don't do that again. No, I'm going to do it all the time now. Yeah, oh, boy. I think I might leave the pod. Thanks yeah. for having me. Okay. One year, I'm out. I had a good run. 154 episodes. I'm uh I'm actually a plant. I am here to break apart the pod from the inside. I'm doing the best at this. Exactly. Wait, Rano, when is your pod anniversary? Do you even know? I have no fucking idea. I think it was in January. I guess I could oh. check on Twitter quickly. Wait, last January? Like this past January? It was a like year a already. Ago? Oh, yeah, I think I think <laughs> oh, so shit. because I've, I'm pretty right. sure because there were a couple things that happened last January, and I'm pretty sure that like then I joined the pod. Ooh, hang on. Uh, I have it. Rana's first episode as co-host. It was an episode about season two of The Mandalorian, <laughs> and it released on the 25th of February. So okay. this, this is as, actually as close as we're going to get to your to your Fuck anniversary. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, don't you really regret your decision? I'm so sorry. I, I was going to say, Welcome. you know, happy, happy year one. It only goes downhill from here. You guys needed Welcome. one person of color now that Kate's gone. You're like, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, everyone Listen. else would have actually had like information to share. No. Just we were kidding. literally like, no more white people. Does anyone <laughs> have any ideas? <laughs> we were literally um, like, we're all stupid. We need somebody with a modicum of intelligence except yes, that i like always am so afraid that no everyone will wow see i can't even form a sentence that's why you invited me to join the pod of people with no, no that's honestly we knew you'd fit uh, right in yeah. yeah yeah you were like what if we made ourselves feel smarter <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. that's um, what having a podcast is all about um miranda's dad found out she had a podcast this week because i told him he absolutely already knew that you didn't tell your dad you had a podcast i'm sure he knew oh because you guys like See, I can make this joke because I know no one who's related to me will listen to this pod. You guys have supportive parents who want to listen to your endeavors. I understand. Oh, See, he doesn't want to listen to My mom's to like, shit. when my stepdad and mom came out to visit this summer, my stepdad was like, why do you have so many Star Wars books? My mom was like, remember, she has a podcast. <laughs> I was like, guys, I joined a podcast that's been out for four years. It's fine. I mean. Also, my mom doesn't talk like that. So I don't know why I used that voice. She is more interesting. Yeah, my dad absolutely does not want to listen to this podcast. Yeah, my mom went through a period where she listened. I don't think she does anymore, though. Too Wait, scarred. Well, literally, I made a joke Sorry, about geeks. how my mom doesn't love me, and then she got like upset about it. So, oh yeah, my mom would drive to Colorado <laughs> and stab me through the heart, and then she'd be like, "Who doesn't love you now?" So, yeah. what were you saying, Geek? Sorry. Oh no, I was just—it's everything is very funny. Um, Quinn's mom has listened to this recently. It's um is that I, why she wished you luck? Oh, maybe. <laughs> that was very funny. It very backhanded. <laughs> She's just a very very kind person. It's very confusing. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> She's kind Canadian. Yeah. Uh, she's just a good person. It's uh it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, As a Mohawk person, no, sorry, go ahead. My girlfriend listens to the podcast. I'm like, why? Yeah, my boyfriend listens to the podcast and then likes the to throw quotes into regular conversation <laughs> every single time. I want to push him through the nearest window. Usually we're on the first floor of his house, so it's okay. But it's uh, it's unfortunate. So it's and safe. I'm sure he'll hear this exact joke and text me about it. So good job, self. This is fun. Proud of you. Well, Wait, Ronnie, you were going to say you. something it's before fine. that. Oh, Orca's here. Sorry. Oh, it was just going to be a, a bad joke about how, as a Mohawk person, I'm not going to comment on white Canadians' kindness. <laughs> Yes. You know, good we idea. don't have a the good best joke. relationship. Not a bad joke. Look at little Orca with his pointy ears in the camera. Hi, Orca. Oh my yeah. god, he's got big ears. He's been so annoying the past few days. I miss mm. him. But he's feeling he better. That's good. His ears? It's definitely not. <laughs> Hi, buddy. He doesn't, so he doesn't cute. love people touching his ears. Like, he'll handle it because, like, he mm. loves us so much, but he, it's not his favorite. He kind of looks like a little Muppet right now because we can't <laughs> see his eyes. So he's just it's like true. a little, like, doo 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 doo. Or like yeah. a shadow puppet. Yeah, I like the shadow puppet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. ears just went out and back in. Indeed. Little rock right, and well, roll dog. 
I don't think this we said is, what we were reading <laughs> This is a Star Wars podcast. Sorry, he saw his favorite parent leaving and decided to forcibly remove himself from uh, the vicinity. Hi, Kate. <laughs> no, it's by Kate. She's leaving. Exactly. I thought he just said <laughs> leaving the room. Sorry. I mean, oh, yes. She's still going away. Um, by Kate is just a joke. Oh, yeah. See, again, you invited me on the pod (laughs) so that I would laugh at your jokes, but I don't know when they are. So I'm not helping. If you'd like to reconsider our contract. There was no contract. That's I, I was going to say, you're getting paid We made that joke like a year ago, remember? <laughs> like, no one fuck? remembers. It's fine. Chris was like, oh, yeah, Rana's the only member with a contract. It was a, yes. it was a thing. I don't know why yeah, I remember. Your debut was memorably not memorable. I think the only... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Keeks, feel free to cut this. But I think the only reason I remember that is because I consumed the least amount of weed of people on this podcast. <laughs> Definitely don't cut that. It's very possibly true. Yeah. Although I sure. usually don't record high, but I'm not. Oh, I don't mean out. during the pod. I mean my memory abilities. Oh, just in life. Which oh, aren't great. for sure. Oh, no, I probably <laughs> got you beat. Yeah. Um, it's not shaming, good, by the way. Good talk. I probably got you beat. It's okay. Keeks is like, can we please get to the point? <laughs> okay. No, we have Thanks, to make producer, this do a full length producing. episode. <laughs> I was just wondering what we were reading. Does anyone know? <laughs> no uh, idea. We're reading. Higher it's Public. a Star Wars. Yeah, we're reading. It's a Star Wars book twist uh high republic light of the jedi by charles soul uh chapter 36 through to the end it's part three it is part three for real this time and not like when i thought we were reading part two but we only read part of part two that's true part two was very long but it was like yeah um so yeah let's talk about stuff but first what are we drinking i'm drinking a breakside ipa oh um, where is this Breakside IPA from? Did Breakside? Who? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Savage. That's true. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> a good one. Chris is gonna spit his water out. It's gonna be really Thanks. funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was one of those things where someone on our way out of somewhere said, "Please take the beer. We're not gonna drink it." And then you end up with a bunch of random ass beers. You're like, I don't was even it think my I brought parents' this house? I don't think it was your parents' house because we didn't have Breakside IPA there. They had it there though, and Quinn was in charge of packing up y'all's beer. <laughs> okay, that could be where it's from. I was really wondering how it, it would got have been a fridge, fun mystery. Like, otherwise, good idea. <laughs> no, yes. I definitely saw that in the fridge on Saturday. Well, I'm drinking it now, and it's delicious. <laughs> I think Tell I got that friends. for my dad for his birthday. <laughs> And then he gave it away. Happy it was three birthday. months ago. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> to Bob. Uh, Breakside Beer Brewing in Portland, Oregon. It's delicious. It's two blocks from Miranda's house. It's so great. It's so delicious and wonderful. What are you drinking, Chris? Uh, I'm drinking some uh, fantastic artisanal tap water. Go Boulder. That hippie Boulder shit. Yeah, the finest uh, Boulder municipal water, whatever the fuck, has to offer. Oh, actually, I could tell you all about that, probably. Honestly, I bet you couldn't, so that's why we're going to move on. Um, (laughs) I don't know anything about it, but I know I could figure out who to ask real quick. (laughs) Yeah, I believe you. Um, But yeah, theoretically, I'm going to try to bake after this, and so I didn't want to be drunk. Where are you going to bake? If I get off my ass and do it, uh, an apple crisp. Ooh, you know, crumbles. Apple something. This Ooh. is another indication that you're a nighttime person because the idea of baking after like 6 p.m. I've, I've done it. for the like, next morning. I've done no, like a half yeah. batch of cookies before, like in the evening. And it's, it's, it's like, it's or so if late. I'm like going to an event the next day, I might stay up late cooking, but then it's not yes. as good. And it's like, mm. and then there's yeah. so respect for making apple crisp at 10 p.m. Sorry. We do love apple crisp. It sounds good. I was supposed to make an apple cake this weekend. You know what I didn't do? Make an apple cake. So I have leftover cake from going to my parents' house this weekend. Mm. My mom made it because she had to make cake. What? Yeah. Why did she have to make cake? So she made cake for a potluck at work the day before. And she was like, I'll just make two because she had Mm. people coming over on Saturday. You know what, though? I've, I've been that person. Oh yeah, many times. It's like uh, you want to. F- I I feel like 
I want to bake for other people. And my baking is not very good, to be fair. But, like, I want to bake for other people. I don't want to bake for myself at home. I've lived at the beginning of the pandemic. I would make, like, whole pies and cakes for myself. And then I was like, who's eating this? <laughs> I'm eating me. this. Um, when my mom went home when I was recovering from surgery and she went home for a weekend and then came back, she accidentally made a double batch or, like, a one and a half batch of chocolate cake. So she brought some of it back for me. And it was so good. Nice. So good. I love that for you. Um, no, also, the don't I, disparage your the, baking skills. Your baking skills are great. Sorry, go ahead, Kristen. Yeah. Oh, I sure. was just going to say, the only reason I was like, why did your mom make a cake is because I know Miranda's mom famously fucking hates baking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> does not like it and was like, She's, hopefully. Last time, I think the last time I had dinner there, she like made c- cupcake something something she made something maybe it was another type of cake but she was like hopefully it doesn't poison us enjoy <laughs> <laughs> i love yeah, it yeah she's she's famously uh, a cook she's a great does cook not, she's a great cook she does not like recipes so baking is mm, yeah not her strong suit <laughs> yeah that's 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 kate too kate cannot bake I feel like baking at elevation is difficult. Like I have not figured out all the secrets for it and it's always a little bit drier than I want it to be and it's yeah. Yeah, I haven't had too many like abject disasters, but I've definitely had a lot of things just be like just off enough that they're just Yeah, like I would not want to serve it to like I feel like on the East Coast I feel like I can bake. But then here I always feel a uh, uh, Yeah. It's okay. I think like there's a whole other part of like pastry school that is about elevation. If there, I have a book on it, yeah. but ask me if I've absorbed it. No. I just the only thing I remember like, is that bread should have three rises in Colorado or over five thousand feet or over three thousand feet in elevation rather than two. Huh. I I just mean don't be down on yourself about it. I think oh, no, there's okay. like I think there are like whole people whose specialties mm-hmm. are like oh elevation yeah i'm not bakers. down on it like the okay. thing is it has enough sugar and fat that i'm gonna eat it either way so <laughs> that's well, it's like I'm eating down. bad ice cream like you're still gonna eat it yeah it's true <laughs> it's true chris it's your turn to ask someone what they're drinking here we go <laughs> uh miranda what are you drinking i'm drinking bourbon from our friends at freeland spirits they're, I've had them before. They're the women-owned and operated and distilled distillery um, here in Portland. Their bourbon is fucking delicious. Mm. Love that for you. Thank you. Do you so know where they source their stuff from? Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. I'd have to look I it up. I asked that because I don't think they're old enough to be doing their own No, bourbon. they've only been around a couple yeah. years. Um, but because the, they mainly do gin. That's like their their bread and butter but i don't drink gin and their bourbon is delicious hmm. so We've returned to talking about the gincident i see <laughs> i never get over the word gincident so great uh, mm-hmm. i did get very some of their gin for my mom for christmas um she was real excited but that is that that is what i am drinking rana what are you drinking I am drinking, I think I had a different beer by this, I don't want to say brewery because it's not a brewery, but by this uh, creator Fermentation before. project? It's um, a Spencer Trappist Ale, but this is their quadruple, um, and I only have it because I got a bunch of them uh, when I left my old job. My The CEO there was super into beer, so I was like, thanks for working with me for a couple of years. I They didn't have the type of beer he liked, so I like got him a couple of these, but then I kept one for myself. Um, because I wasn't giving them a full four pack. I was like mixing a bunch of beers. Anyways, um, it's delicious. So I think I mentioned when I had the Spencer beer a couple months ago, um, that this is one, the only Trappist, uh, beer created Trappist ale creating area in the United States. And two, it's right next to my grandparents' house. Um, so I like drive by, they, I used to know them for their delicious jams and now they make the only Trappist ale in the country. And it's really good, honestly. Um, So this is their quadruple. Like I said, it's described as fragrant, robust, and full-bodied. It is a classic Trappist quadruple, mahogany in color, and crowned with a dense, tan, frothy head. Not going to comment on that. Uh, It is described as malt-forward, and I think that's accurate. I love a malt beer. Um, And it is 10.2%, so I will not be finishing it while recording, but I probably will before I stretch and go to bed. So that's my story. I love that, folks. We love a quadruple. Yum, yum, yum. 
Yeah, it's delicious. I would not buy it for myself, but I'm really glad I have one. And it says pair with friends and family, so I don't know why I'm here. That's no, I'm just kidding. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say your timing's poor, but that's okay. Yeah. That was a good sound drop there, Keeks. Well suited. Oh my god, what? <gasps> don't talk to Orca like that. Star Wars opinions, Chris. Do you want to be on the pod? Is that daddy, daddy, daddy. Orca, me. don't oh, let him Orca talk to you like that. Bite him. Correspondent. Bite. He would never bite me unless I were to attack Kate somehow. Then he would bite me. <laughs> <you. laughs> he does. That. So we have a we have like a little massage gun because Kate's back is just an absolute train wreck of human muscles. And uh, whenever I do the massage gun on her back, he gets like really upset and starts crying. Wow. Like Meanwhile, without fail. Meanwhile, Kadma and I will like jokingly fight and they'll like trip over the couch or something. And Argos is like, hey, what's up? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who are you again? <laughs> no, Orca will like s- try to swat away the massage gun. It's it's very cute Aww, and Orky. also very sad. Argos was worried when I had my concussion, but he doesn't care if other people do things. So, like, Tony whatever. doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> that is <laughs> the difference between a cat and a dog. I was going to say, Tony's a cat. That's that's part. I'd be more have, worried if Tony cared about you. I have had very caring cats in the past. I don't, I don't deny that he cares about you. I just mean I'm not surprised he doesn't interfere with your harm. Oh, yeah. No. Tony's he is great, but he's an asshole. I think he's described cute. cats. I think, yeah. I think Jasper's more protective of Quinn than me. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but it's also unclear, because if only two of us are home, like if two of us are home and we're in different places, he'll come hang out with me. And I think it's because he wants to protect me from... Da- I think he's very... I think he doesn't know. <laughs> I think he's very torn. Marina, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, these are really old headphones. So they're kind of fraying. Um, I'm just creating edit points for myself. What are you doing? (laughs) Is it because of the noise that just happened? Yeah. So it's like, I've got like a static. Oh, was that you? I thought that was me. Okay, good. You know. Okay. Good talk, everyone. I'm probably going to leave that I'm sure Jasper loves you very much. Oh, he does. I'm not. Though I know apparently he loves your mother-in-law more than anyone. Oh, yeah. he did attack the vacuum today when I was vacuuming water out of my basement. So that was very valiant of him. Go Jasper. He was a brave attacking boy. me. It was not attacking me. But it could have been. Vacuums are very scary. He did puncture the hole in our shop back. So a puncture oh no. a hole in the tube of our shop back. It's fine. I duct taped it. I love it. One of the uses. <laughs> Yeah, Argos doesn't give a fuck. He would fight a coyote, but not for me, just because it's a coyote. <laughs> My <laughs> dog looked at him funny. <laughs> yeah, Orca would not fight a vacuum. Orca is terrified of the vacuum. No, oh, well, he's like the size of half of a vacuum. He's like the size of a vacuum hose. Oh yeah, no, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get sucked up. <laughs> he's still, in case anybody didn't hear that, he is still barking at me because he wants me and Kate to uh, be in the same place, and we are not. Hmm. We're we're. You know, forty feet, forty odd feet between where Kate is and where I am right now. It's just too much. Um, so let's get the show on the road so Orca can stop having a panic attack. <laughs> Star Wars. Star like Wars. Human like dog. Yeah, right. We have a very anxious dog. Um, as a reminder for this book, our cause that we're encouraging people to do is a donate blood, b donate to your local food bank, and c. Give to the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative at cybercivilrights.org because people are creepy. And all people, really, are just always creepy. True. Accurate. Um, so Star Wars, people died. A lot. Like a How lot many of people, people died? died? A lot? Sorry. Yeah, no, a lot of people died. <laughs> it's like a lot of unplanned holdo maneuvers. Yeah. Let's say. That's yeah. a really good way of putting it, actually. <laughs> Yeah. That was that was really fucked up. Yeah, super disturbing. <laughs> like and it, it I I was skimming through it again today and it took me a second to kind of realize why that was happening. And I was like, "Oh, Martian Roe is in charge of everything and he's controlling the ships with mm-hmm. the paths." 
because of how the computer works. So he's just killing all of them. Yeah. But in a way that, like, you cannot trace that shit back to him. Yeah, I can't, like, although obviously it's a despicable thing to do, blah, blah, blah. It's also fake and in space, so I don't feel as bad saying that, like, it's an intriguing strategy. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like well thought out. Absolutely. It is terrible. <laughs> it is garbage. It is very smart on his part. Mm-hmm. You hate they, to see uh, it. Had a lot of fucked up things in that weapon, or in that weapon, in that battle. Um, the thaw is the sound of me yawning in my brain as I'm ready to go to bed at eight forty-one p.m. Um, when they used the waste from the ships, I was like, "Wow, that's yeah. repulsive." Yeah, he so. w- he was like, "Fight like the Nile," and they're like, "We're just gonna unload all this radioactive space shit." Fight like the Nile. Okay, we're literally going to poop in space now. <laughs> so this is like a maybe a dumb question, but did the ships have, like, create enough gravity then for it to, otherwise wouldn't it just kind of float around aimlessly? Uh, I suspect they ejected it from the hold somehow. Okay. Yeah. Like, like To give it propulsion. momentum. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there was some kind of propelling force. Mm-hmm. They also at one point used, um, having learned from the whatever they're called not inferences what are those things called in the beginning of the book um emergences for, thank you for the from the emergences that people will be concerned about pods with individuals on them decided to turn their escape pods into explosives and figure and then sure enough when the republic army took them in they exploded yeah the republic was not prepared for that kind of warfare mm-hmm. yeah they were they were really just not prepared for this battle at all, no. despite and, and having far more resources. Exactly, yeah. Like they won it, but like and like you know, it's hard to be prepared for the stuff that even the Nile didn't know Markion Rowe could do. But like they really like when Cronaro was like, I didn't expect him to play fair, but this I'm like, you really like, what did you expect the alternative to be? Like, do you just want them to be sneaky? And, like, come at you from behind? Mm -hmm. Stab you in the back situation? You can't do that in space with ships. That's not how stabbing works, but... (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. This battle was interesting, though, because I don't think we've ever seen tactics like this. Like, we've seen... Obviously, we've seen the Holdo Maneuver. Like, I joked about it, but, like... That's pretty much the only one of the few uh, instances of a, you know, sacrificial ramming that we really see in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, that it's but it, but this is different. Like there was even before Roe, you know, made them all made all their engines start going crazy there. They they went in without a plan, in a in a really interesting way. I mean, to be fair, like they didn't go in thinking an entire Republic fleet would show up. This is true. Like that that was definitely not part of the plan. Um. But you know what, Burb? Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And doesn't he you have a what? quote? Late? Doesn't Marcian Rowe have a quote about why he doesn't have real plans? That's true. The book. He doesn't believe in plans. He only believes in destiny. Which is such a, I'm sorry. As a spreadsheet person, I am offended by the idea of not <laughs> believing in plans. Like, you know what? You don't have to stick to plans. But you don't believe no. in them? You don't no, believe in acquiring cool information and plotting it? into. De- it's fine. Um, he does not He's never made a spreadsheet his in his life. It's fake it in space. It's fine. He does not use data to inform his decision making. But... He's, he's, he's just... Fucking electroshocking Marie Santeca Clippy pops up. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> As she has her sixth seizure of the week. Yeah. It seems like you're trying to kill the most valuable asset you have. Did you mean to? Yeah. I wish I had a funny oh. joke there, but let's just pretend. Flippy. Um. Oh God, I had a point, but then I got distracted by fucking Clippy. 
Which is the only thing Clippy is good for. Yeah, exactly. That's Clippy's The only thing. Um. Yeah, but like, you know, they didn't go in with a plan, but that's also kind of how the Nile tend to function in battle as far as I can tell. Like sometimes it's like, okay, we're going to go down to this planet. We're going to steal these people and bring them back so we can get money. I'm like, okay, that's fairly planned. Sure. But like... As soon as Kasav was like, fight like Niall, everyone was just like, okay, there are no rules, let's go. Like, they were ready for it with, like, their batshit kind of um, techniques. Is that the word I'm looking for? Tactics. Tactics. They're tactics. That's probably a point. Yeah. It is. (laughs) It's interesting to see this kind of like and obviously like Niall is quite on the nose but this lack of a plan and for most of them lack of real goals and how it is going to apply because obviously you don't really take over a galaxy without a plan like as much as uh Markian might like claim otherwise you at least you at least have guidelines mm-hmm. generally he does kind of seem to have a plan though yeah, like he's he has every step thought out, but then he I don't know if it's that he thinks it out as it's happening, like when he punches Kasav in the face and then he's like, fuck it, I'm taking everything over. Or like maybe he doesn't have a plan in the sense of like if he were interviewed by the Nile and asked his five year goals, he might not know. OK, but he did. You know, we find out that like he does orchestrate a lot of the yeah. major events of this. Like he. It's like, oh my god, it's an accident that this ship just ran into a Nile ship crossing through on one of the paths. But no, he sent them, he sent a little ship on like a raiding journey or whatever the fuck it was. (laughs) The whole thing was intentional. Like, so they would be crossing it at that specific time. Um, You know, and it turns out that like he is the little kid who called the the Jedi outpost on Ephrona. Like, gee, Mr. Jedi, you should come save us. Um, and, like, his whole thing was kind of, you know, doing all of the, the off-screen machinations to get Lorna D to, like, try to go steal this family. And he's like, well, there's Jedi on that planet. And they're dumb as hell, so I'll, they'll probably fuck up and get the Jedi after them when they're trying to do this kidnapping, so maybe I can catch a Jedi. And I'm afraid to know what he's going to do with said Jedi, but he certainly he certainly uh, acquired one. He did indeed. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. Poor, poor Bell. <sighs> he did mm. so well. He, like... I know it was last section when he jumped out of the vector with the kiddo and like they safely landed and all of that shit. But like he's here talking to his master. His master's like, I'm going to make you a master. That's better than anything you can do in any Jedi trials. And then it's like, oh, he might be dead now. Enjoy. Cool. Yeah. I'm just... We we don't have feelings in the Jedi, so this isn't going to be traumatizing at all. At least now he gets to have Ember as a support animal. That's true. Ember is the best emotional support pup. That is correct. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard to watch. Also, yeah. just like looking at the relationship between Loden Greatstorm and Bell from uh, Loden's point of view, when he's like, so Bell thought that nobody would notice that he named this vector but i heard him talking to the emotional support <laughs> dog about it and it's a really good name it's really cute i like that for him it's like he's so proud yeah he loved him proud dad energy we're That's actually decent. seeing masters who emotionally support their padawans what i don't understand in star wars no way seems questionable that's why one he got captured and may or may not die soon exactly you gotta you gotta get the trauma in somehow it's true um, so the other thing about the Jedi that 
we got a little bit of a glimpse into is Mark and Roe hates them. Like, yeah. big a, hates them. A lot of people hate the Jedi, but this guy, some, some, something happened there. It's personal yeah. in some way. I and, like, generationally more. personal. Yeah. yeah. I also really want to read more about that, whatever that purple weapon glowing thing is. Yeah. Hashtag foreshadowing. Ooh. It's going to be creepy and weird. What's going to happen to Loden? Like, he's just being held hostage. You can't tell us. We're going to find out in a future book. Yes. Yeah. However, (laughs) he's just, like, being held hostage. And, like, I think Markeon has, like, seven other hostages just kind of hanging around in the cells. He's like, ah, I don't really care about them. We're here for you, buddy. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was really cool, though, when Loden was, like, he force body slammed him against a wall because he was real mad. I was pleasant, not pleasantly surprised at all. Whoa, what am I saying? I was surprised. Uh, I don't know if other people saw this coming, but when Marcian Rowe immediately killed the one surviving, what's her last name? Blythe. Um, I had at that point until that point believed the whole, Oh, this is a rich family who resettled and now we can get a lot of money for them. And so yeah. when he just like slices him in half, side note, loved the detail that it smells bad when people get chopped up with a lightsaber because it makes sense that it would. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when Lorna D is like, yeah, this is, this is too much. This is gross. You know, you've, you know, you've gone too far. Yeah. yeah I absolutely still believe that. Like, they, and gr- you know, granted is part of that because most of that uh, was told from Lorna D's kind of side of things sure but also like there's there's money they want to get the money that's the whole point of the niles you get the money you kill the people you go get more money like they're they're raiders there's nothing super complicated about their um organizational goals at this point but then he's got some plans up his sleeve one might say one might say evil plans plans, if you will (laughs) yeah um, and then the, uh, the epilogue where, hey, yeah, where we find <laughs> out that the, uh, the, uh, the Jedi, uh, rules about celibacy are not well enforced for Padawans. It would appear. Yeah. Turns out it's just to be expected. That was, that was intriguing. <laughs> Fucking Yoda and his abstinence only education. Like it never works. What does Yaddle think of that? I'd That's like a great to know. Fucking question. I don't necessarily think anything happened there. Maybe I'm just being Star Wars space racist, but, you know. But, yeah, no, it is, especially since we've seen, like, this, like, chemistry from them previously in the book. Yeah. The tension between them the whole time has just been, like, are you fucking after every scene? Like, what's going on here? At first, I thought it was, like, well, no. Please erase that, Geeks. My point, it doesn't make sense. I've already said a similar point. I'm tired. <laughs> Done. Erasing. <laughs> um, is this the first time in this book, because I obviously don't remember the rest of the book, even though we just read it, uh, where somebody has a, a force vision? Uh, Yes. I think so, yeah. So they still have force visions in the High Republic. And some super fucked up shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, some quality prophesying is alive and well. Yeah, and of course they give it to to Elzar Man, who like it it absolutely tracks because he like really seems to have a really good relationship with the Force, and he's, you know, that's the whole thing is he can't, or he he has an approach to the Force, and understanding the Force and wielding the Force. Uh, and existing alongside the Force that is just kind of different than the rest of the Jedi. And, like, I wonder what any, like, immediate actions are going to be just because, like, he's the one who had the vision. Yeah. Like, it was not Avar Chris. If she was like, so I saw everybody die, they'd be like, oh, man, this is maybe an issue. But it's like, Elzar Man's the crazy guy. You know, like, he does weird force shit. And they're like, oh, 
you're not supposed to do this, sir. Yeah, they only just finally elevated him. Notice yeah. that he didn't throw a massive fit, Anakin. Well, the book ended. True, but I mean when he was not elevated for such a long time. Oh, I see, I see. I thought you meant in response well, to his fucking Oh, videos. no, no, that... He was not the chosen one. We didn't build sure. up his ego on the way. Listen, Anakin never made it rain, is all I'm saying. It's true. Well... I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Just saying. Um, there was a weird nightclub scene. That's You know what? You're so right. We don't know what happened other than, you know, those two minutes. I don't know what I'm saying, guys. I'm sorry. It's like almost nine <laughs> o'clock. My brain is gone. <laughs> um, I do love that, like, even though he, like, fucking literally made it, like, created his own fucking weather pattern on a planet, the, ch- the council's like, fine. You can be a master. <laughs> like it's so reluctant and like again it's it speaks to this like even though we see much less of it in the higher republic this dogma that has already set in among the jedi that there is a right way to do things that's among a good word the jedi thank you I, w- I was gonna i was gonna say the jedi are very dogmatic right and like he does not color inside the lines in this very boring coloring book like he kind of wants to explore shapes and colors and all of that, and you know that's that's frowned upon. He doesn't follow the rules, even though he's so powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting because we're gonna learn more about um, Stella and Geos, who's kind of the third member of of mm. this. The one that they ditched. Yeah. Yeah, to go fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. To go, to go not fuck. To go reminisce on fucking. To yeah. to go to go share a quiet moment after an emotional tour of the Starlight Beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but we're gonna learn much more about him in the coming books, um, particularly in in the second wave of books. And uh, it really is interesting to see these like three immensely powerful Jedi and the three different paths that they take. Hmm. That's exciting. Now I'm excited to read that. You've piqued my interest. But now now I'm just thinking about like how much of the Jedi Council and the Jedi kind of like as a an organization being like super fucking uptight are we gonna see over the rest of this? Like I, I feel like we touched an episode or two ago on how you know, obviously, like, the the council that we see when Anakin's around fucking sucks. Um, like, the stick is so far up their asses that, like, nobody can really do anything. But here, it's like, okay, we've got all these Jedi. They're all powerful. Like, we've got these research things going on and this and this. But still, we're not gonna, you know, maybe, maybe we don't make this guy master. Like, I want to see if we get any insight into the reasoning into the process of becoming more uh, conservative as a council, see if any shit happens. You're gonna you're gonna have a good rest of phase one of the higher public verb. Is all I'm gonna say. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm super excited for to see where all these storylines are going. Honestly, I have, yeah. so, I have so many things I want to say about Stellan Geos, and I, I can't say any of them yet. We did not read that yet, sir. I know. It's not in this book. I'm just gonna. I'll, the one thing I'll say, Stellan Geos. Easily my least favorite character of the trio of, of Elzar and Avar. Tracks. That checks out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely going to text you while I'm reading. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So. I'm sure. Can't wait. So, at this point of the pod, that we are completely spontaneously making this decision that we didn't just discuss in <laughs> recording. Um, Plot twist, Kristen left the conversation in. <laughs> That would be, honestly, you should. That'd be very funny. You're muted. You're, yeah, we can't hear you. She's not plugged in, folks. It's a work uh. meeting. Kristen, you're on mute. So we use the confused, or Chris used confusion. It's super effective. Nope, you're gone. <laughs> that was a great joke. We actually did this to Kristen. We knew that she would want to participate, and I was, just wasn't going to be allowed. Oh, we broke her. We broke our producer. Um, Wouldn't be the first time. But anyway, as Kristen tries to figure herself out so that she can make a highly anticipated joke, uh, we are actually going to skip the wrap-up 
for this book and just kind of continue talking now um just about a couple other things and then i think probably after we read our next few books we'll do like an overall wrap-up of the first wave of high republic stuff it all kind of goes together it does imagine it does indeed and so that is, you know, one of the questions that I want to, we don't really have a lot to talk about it now, but like I want to keep in mind is what are the advantages or disadvantages of a shared narrative? And obviously we haven't seen any sharing of that yet, but we will. I can't answer that without knowing what the shared narrative looks like. Yes, that. Um, let me frame it differently then. What about are you what are you all looking forward to or nervous about in kind of the way that it is told and the shared narrative and all the different perspectives hmm i'm nervous about muting myself again by accident hey (laughs) there she is i'm back hey uh yeah i've been doing drops and stuff i think i like absent-mindedly press the button i have like a uh a dongle that has like an input um, that I can like mute with the button. Um, and I'm sure I just pressed it by accident. <laughs> so I was like, oh, they didn't like my drops. No, they didn't hear them. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. There we go. Kristen's back. Anyway, Ronnie, did you have you something to say? That was it. Okay. I thought that she had something she was going off mute for. No, now she's looking at her phone. Oh, I was I accidentally just uh, Instagram called Kate. <laughs> <laughs> How desperate were you about being muted? Like did you want her to run upstairs and put it on the microphone? <laughs> That's right, folks. Our producer is great at technology. <laughs> Doesn't this explain a, a hard lot? time right now? Um, no, I was coming off mute to be like, do you guys have twenty more than twenty minutes of shit to say about the wrap up? I don't think so. Let's power through. Which is I, yeah, I also don't think so. so. Considering leave I asked it in. one question, leave it all we're in. Already, <laughs> we're already struggling. But yeah, what are y'all like looking well, forward to? We didn't to answer about? yet. I, I <laughs> am so curious about the Loden Great Storm storyline, like. One, how did I not catch the fact that his last name is Great Storm? Like, it seems like very clear, not necessarily subtle foreshadowing. Um, Even the Nile think that one's a little on the nose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with that. I felt like even just the the methods of imprisoning him were really fascinating. I felt like I hope that gives us a light on... Um, Martian Rowe and the Rowe family's history with the Jedi. I want that storyline. Whether it ends in Loading Great Storm dying, turning, like not being able to be a Jedi anymore because he has too much anger inside of him, I don't know. But I want to see where it goes. 100%. Also, I just feel sad whenever I read about it. So, I guess I want to be sad longer. That, why? Everything is terrible. <laughs> in terms of like the different perspectives, <sighs> We kind of see it, like, in this book, it's just the changes in point of view. Um, and, like, just so we'll be in different parts of a battle and just, like, okay, well, like, we see this part of the battle from this person. But I wonder, like, if as the High Republic continues, we're going to see, like, opposing takes on one narrative does that make sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that would be but fun. I like that. That's me sounding smart. <laughs> I like that because it gets confusing. Yeah. And it's... And, like, especially because it's just so easy to, like, interpret things different ways. And if you've got people with different agendas and shit, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. But I... <sighs> the disadvantages of it? None. What a great way to look at things. Chaos. Who knows what's happening? It's not me. It's maybe not the characters. It's Star Wars. It's faking in space. It's supposed to be fun. Hmm. And sad. Indeed. Mostly fun. Um, that was really my main question for the wrap-up, which is why I didn't want to record a wrap-up. Do y'all have any questions? Well, I didn't think about it ahead of time. But. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think... And maybe I kind of touched on this 
and talking about the um the council i still have feelings about the the timeline or where this oh yeah so let's talk about that now that we're in. through the first yeah. book i think now that we're through the first book like yeah maybe maybe i see it a little more um because you know there there are some signs already that um the jedi order is gonna have some cracks and things aren't super working the way they should and you know this and that but like i want to see that continue to play out before i feel good about it only happening 200 years ago Hmm. because mm-hmm. that's in terms of like the galactic timeline that is a real quick fall from grace yeah it's like one ninth that's like a a quarter of a yoda really yeah Yeah. and and like they're calling him ancient in this book yeah that (laughs) i know i was like one wow he's already ancient two why does he get to do whatever the fuck he wants like why has that never changed 500 years yeah Yeah, it's gotta be something so fucking long that they're like oh yeah teach the kids that will fuck anyone up it's just fascinating to me i was like all right that's that's a choice maybe this is the start because it kind of seemed like he had just kind of decided to start teaching younglings are you it saying was Yoda of, was the downfall of the Jedi? We all know that he was. <laughs> that was is say, not I'm controversial. Not I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shocking. But when when they're on, um, they're doing the the tours of the Starlight Beacon at the end. Um, Avar, Chris, or whoever it is, is like, oh yeah, and there's Yoda. He's oh he's teaching some younglings now. He's got them around, and I'm like, is this where it starts? Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it. He's poisoning their minds. We are going to have Yoda as a main character in once we get to the uh, the children's comic, uh, the uh, Star Wars Adventures, High Republic Adventures. Excuse me. Hmm. We'll see. Not a main character, but like a major supporting character. Sure, 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 sure. So we'll be able to see all the tr- all the havoc he is wreaking as Yoda is wont to do. <laughs> Not our chaotic little space demon causes the downfall of an entire fucking galaxy then hits a little twink with his cane. Hey hey ha ha. Can you do that again? <laughs> yeah, can we turn that into a drop? <laughs> I'll Frank do my Oz best. could never. <laughs> um anyway, th- that was like when uh, p- call back from the beginning of the episode when my mother-in-law was like, "Good luck with the podcast." I was very much like uh I, I'm not afraid you will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's in charge of like teaching younglings and he's clearly going to do it for the next 200 years. That's a bad sign. Nobody should teach anything for 200 years, especially if he's the one in charge of the curriculum. It's true. Seems questionable. I don't think he lesson plans. I think he No, he definitely just wings every single lesson for 200 plus years. I don't think so. They can't really watch movies. He just really hopes that Obi-Wan's going to come in with another problem every day. He wheels that TV in every single day. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. I think that's all we have to say about Light of the Jedi. I will say I really enjoyed it. I'm yes. so fucking. I'm a, I'm a deeply critical human being, but I did enjoy reading this. Oh man, I when I was reading this the first time, because I actually read this book once before we did it just now for the podcast. I was, I think I was texting Chris like a lot in all caps. I was so excited. You were indeed. <laughs> it was it was great. I've been looking forward to this since it was announced, and great start. I'm really excited to to continue and see see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. As a producer, I'm very happy that you guys like this book because you guys have not liked the last few books, or so it seems, or also just things take us. Or we just hate years. all things Star Wars. Well, no, just I, things. We're good take Star Wars na- fans that way. Yeah, things take us 98 years to read now, but like it when thing when y'all don't like it, it's sad. It's just no. It is fun. nice to be reading a book that we like. Yeah. yeah. For now, it's just like an adventure, you know. That reminds me, I better go buy the the next one, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, so we're going real quick through the next few. Uh, so first, 
for next week, we are reading uh, The High Republic, A Test of Courage. It is the first middle grade High Republic book. Um, we're going to be reading the whole book because it's middle grade and it's not long. Um, oh, that's why I couldn't fucking find it. Because it's middle grade? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was middle grade. I was looking in the adult science fiction ver- uh, section of Pals on Hawthorne. Yeah, that shit ain't going to be there. Um, so yeah, we're reading the whole book of that. And then we're going to be reading Into the Dark, which is the YA, higher first YA higher public. Oh, book. this looks cute. Yeah, a test of courage is really it's it's really cute, but also we'll we're, we'll talk obviously. But Vernestra is the best, just just the best Jedi ever. She um, gay? Uh, she's queer. Oh, hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, I don't think. That particular aspect of hers in this first book, but it is in future ones. I will take it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so for next week, High Republic, A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. And then if you want to get ahead on your buying, uh, we're going to be reading High Republic Into the Dark by the one and only uh, destroyer of feelings, Claudia Gray. Love her. In the meantime. I uh, did have that one there. Yeah. But I didn't know when it... Maybe. I didn't buy it, so maybe not. Uh, in the meantime, if you have the means, donate to the organizations we mentioned at the top. And then if you do want to support us, donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs, which in turn helps us buy more stuff for Argo, Cerberus, Jasper, and Orca, and Tony. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. And our audio and production are done, muted or not, by Kristen McDonald. Uh, for Rana, Miranda, Keeks, Kate, I am Chris. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I'm ready to go to sleep, but I still have this much.